what's going on people i hope everything's good another week another episode performance hindrances i thought that this was really important for me to speak about and i have I have done um and i'm sure it's something i will always speak on but just really quickly for those who maybe listen to but for the first time <laughs> my name is Gemma. i'm a lover of life it definitely wasn't always the case um i feel like i always have to explain that because or at least say it because i think that sometimes when we see people and we build up a perception we think oh my gosh the moment that they're in that's that's them and that's always been them actually is a process to get here um and then second of all i'm a mentor to many not going to go into that but that just gives you insight in what i do okay so performance hindrances i thought it was really important to speak about this why because i think that everybody wants to be the best that they can be you know i generally believe that deep down you know if you take away defense mechanisms and coping mechanisms everybody wants to be better however there's some blockers that i think contribute to us not being able to achieve that goal um i'm going to use it in a sporting context but if you're not in sport and you want to apply this in different contexts you can because all my concepts are interchangeable you can use them in parenting you can use them in as being a work colleague a manager a leader mentor whatever it is coach player teammate the principles are always the same right okay so i've got five areas i look at them as performance blockers essentially if my five areas are lack of accountability conformity keeping score defensiveness and procrastination now you might be listening thinking yeah 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 we know it we know it we know it but we don't generally do not actively think about it and how it applies to us we can see it on other people why because it's easy to see outside because that's how our vision is our vision sees in front of us often if you don't build the skill to reflect and look and 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 be able to look behind you because essentially you can't stand forward and look behind you you've got to turn around and that's the art of reflection really being able to go back into that place and really think about what happened why it happened how it happened and all of the rest of the stuff so it would be normal right us to only see what's in front of us normal as i said these things are skills communication honesty trust these are skill-based things that we think are normal but actually they're not because of different reasons not topics for the for today but i really wanted to break down all four oh sorry all five and go through them and really give an idea of what could be stopping you achieving the best that you can be now don't get me wrong it's not just these five i could i could give loads more i could go into a, in depth but i'm not going to do that i just wanted to give you five because i think anything over five at any one time is overwhelming information and that's not what i'm about so lack of accountability so as i said oftentimes we see outwards we see what someone else hasn't done we see what you know our focus is always on that manager that coach that teammate that player you know the board whatever and these things are generally i'm never going to be the person that says they're not right generally nine times out of ten they are right because you know what you know you know what you feel however the common dominate the common denominator in all of those things that you're going to look at will be you and it's important that you think about yourself and where you can change and i'll give you an example for years i wanted to study for years i wanted to you know do more things and i wanted to enjoy life and i kept on saying i don't have time i don't have money and the rest of it right and i don't have the setup that other people had in their life here's the truth of it i had to take accountability because 
the salary I needed, I was never going to get if I stayed there. While I enjoyed what I did, I enjoyed working in that establishment. Elements of it weren't great, but that's, I guess that's everywhere you go. I had to make a decision. And the common denominator sometimes was planning an exit. Planning the exit coming out of there. And what happened was, I did get time, I did get money, and I, then I did study. And then there was an element, I had the same sort of crossroads. And it was the same thing. I felt very frustrated because I felt like people don't really understand the world of support, regardless of how you're doing it, whether it's counselling, whether it's um, coaching, mentoring, therapy, all sorts. People don't really understand it because a lot of people are talking about it and saying, yeah, you should go and do therapy because of your confidence or go and get support. Have you done it? So you don't know what you're talking about. You're just saying it because that's the, the go-to. And then I think as a pecking order, coaching and mentoring is definitely at the bottom when you compare to counselling and therapy. When the truth of, truth of it is, all types of support, then none of them are regulated. Imagine that, none of them are regulated. So a lot of people don't realise that. Again, topics for another day. I think I might speak about this next week. So it's important that you take accountability for the things you can control, right? I could control the frustration. I could control what I was going into every day. Was it easy? No, it wasn't. Those decisions really wasn't easy. And I'm constantly making decisions that connect me to where I'm trying to go. But it's important that you take that accountability. It's important that you say, I am responsible for this. While my situation might not change now, I can make a plan. They will change. And in the idea of sport and, and, and being an athlete, sometimes we think the coach, the management. But what are you doing? You know when you don't get on well with somebody? So because you get on, don't get on well with somebody, you, when you see them, your face is always already fixed. Your, 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 your nonverbal cues are already giving off bad aura. So there's no opportunity to even break it. And it happens in parenting. You know when you, got, you you don't get on well with your parents? So when they ask you to do something, you're like, oh, really? Like, And then all of a sudden, you've lost yourself. Your mouth is, your, your mouth is even flying. <laughs> and the truth of it is that you've got to take accountability. I'm a firm believer in that you can't change someone else's perce- perce- perception. However, sometimes, and it does happen, sometimes because of the person you are, it changes others. That's what I'm going to say on that. So that's the first one, conformity. Now, a lot of times we think that that's a bad thing and often it's not, but it's about knowing when it connects and disconnects to your values. And I think that's really important because there's an element that you've got to conform, right? If you're in a team, there's a team vision. You've got to conform to that team vision. Ultimately, you need buy-in, right? You need to see it. You need to feel it. You need to understand where the vision is going. So conformity isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it's not, and I, you know, I always say with everything in life, there's no bad and good. It's just about what's helpful and unhelpful to wherever you're going. And it's the same principle with this. So it's really understanding where your values are and where they align. And is it going towards that? I could have stayed in education. I've so many people say, no, but you should have been SLT. Oh, but no, I would have to keep bouncing and bouncing and bouncing until that happened. Now, for some people, that's okay. I'm not sitting here knocking it. But for me, no, it's not what I want, actually. I want to be in an environment that I'm building a life that looks, that makes sense for me. And unfortunately, bouncing and bouncing doesn't. You know, I go, I'll give you the example, the biggest example of conformity. And for me, this individual just shows true values because the strength, the discipline, everything else comes from his values. I hope I say his name right, but there was an American NFL player, Captain. Kaepernick, I think that's how you say it. Um, I remember him taking the knee 
And it's funny because in England, our players are taking a knee to stand against racism. But I remember him taking a knee and I remember the buzz and, you know, I love sport. I love all different sports, but I remember that being a big thing. And it wasn't that much a big thing over here because we weren't doing that yet. And he did this in 1996. I want us to take stock of how long this was. I'm, I'm sure that's what, off the top of my head, I'm sure that's when it was. But he did it a while ago. And honestly, it ruined his playing career. I don't want to say it's ruined his life because I don't know what his life context. I don't know what else he's doing outside of that. But his playing career, he hasn't been signed. I believe that this year he started trading with a team. I don't know if he's actually been signed. I'm not sure. But he did that because of his values. He did that knowing that there was a potential loss of learn, um, earning. There was a potential loss of him not doing the, the very thing that he loves but the value of equality, the value of what he stood for, stood more than his earnings, more than anything else. And I'm not saying that this is what we should do, but I'm just trying to show you that when you connect everything with your values, certain things you're not going to do. It doesn't matter how much money, it doesn't matter how much, you know, I call it carrot dangling. And that's the same for an athlete. What are your values? And I think a lot of athletes don't necessarily know values because, you know, the truth of it is we're around in a sporting context but in different contexts we're around so many unethical things and are you willing to be the person that speaks up and goes i'm not doing it and i think we're having a culture where a lot of people are speaking up more but what we really need to do is embed a culture that from the very beginning people are speaking up so it's not that something happens and then we then find out actually there's a trail of different things that this individual was doing all right so conformity really important for you to think about and, and think about the things you're conforming to and work out if they're helpful or unhelpful to where you're trying to go because I think that's that's the key you know and sometimes you know like when you're planning an exit so say for example you, this season is you know your your contract's ending and you know you want to go somewhere else or you know actually it's about working out what you're conforming to to get you to the next destination and then does it compromise who you want to be does it compromise you as a player these are things that you've got to delve more in depth third thing keeping score now as i said this is interchangeable but generally as human beings we generally do we generally hold on to what we see and you know I'll give you an example of einstein he was doing um writing some stuff down and he could you know out of 10 things one thing he got he got wrong he got wrong and the students in the class held on to that and that's generally how we live our lives. We do the same in relationships. We do the same in parenting. We do the same in the sporting context of our coaches, our players. We hold on to things and we keep score. Well, that person did this and you didn't say this when this person did it. And when this player did it, but you didn't say, listen, it goes back down to taking accountability. Yes, while these things are true and while these things are present, your internal factors is what you can change, is what you can impact that's what you concentrate on so as i said these things are are are, are there and yes in, in a lot of contexts they might be true but keeping score is not going to help you in fact keeping score what that does is create more overwhelm because you're remembering these things you're not letting them go and it keeps you stuck in a moment and when you're stuck in a past moment and haven't gone forward when time has gone forward again 
it will block your performance however you look at it however you think about it, it will stop you from showing love it will sh stop you from being the, the athlete you need to it will stop you from showing empathy it will stop you from showing compassion it will stop you from hearing it will stop you from listening it will stop you from caring oh my gosh the things it will stop you doing is limitless so understand that don't keep score move on turn the page and if if you find that other people are keep, keeping score and, and that's not something you're adopting for because sometimes we keep score because someone else is keeping score and then we get into this vicious cycle of doing things because someone else is doing things doing something this is where you have to realize that don't let other people's behavior impact your own and again awareness is key if you're not aware that this is happening you'll just carry on building a cycle right fourth thing defensiveness oh my gosh i see this in loads of contexts and hands up disclaimer this was definitely my life there's never no judgment here i want to make sure that whenever i'm talking about something as i said you see someone in in a in a, a time in their life and you think oh my gosh this is how this person's always been wow that's why they're achieving and sometimes that is the case for some but definitely for most it wasn't and that wasn't necessarily my journey so defensiveness right i always say this is a defense mechanism it's a coping mechanism it's there to design to keep you safe because nobody likes to be told actually you could be better in that area and often in sport real key right because here's the truth of it and i'm going to give you an example that is so like recent that's really come to my mind so i've been watching um world championships which has been in america and there's a British athlete, track athlete, that has really done bits. This, like, I've been seeing the work ethic, I've been seeing the workouts, I've been seeing everything. And obviously, there's snippets, they're always the iceberg, tip of the iceberg. I'm sure there's loads more that I haven't seen. But Daryl Nita, she has just leveled up so much. And in the 100 meters, she didn't necessarily get to get to a point where she qualified and got a medal. And the truth of it is, the time that she ran, had this been a year two years three years oh my gosh definitely podium right but here's the truth of it the natural instinct is to be quite defensive you know i i didn't and and, and also with defensiveness there's loads of other things that can come in with that disappointment you know dismissive all of these different things that can come underneath that umbrella but in truth and you saw this in the relay she ran the fastest in on anybody that was on the field on her leg like the fastest that's huge so while they didn't necessarily qualify they didn't get a medal in the four by one that is a huge achievement for her and also for her general progress a huge achievement but if she had stuck on just thinking about okay well i need to do this i was told but i did everything i worked so hard this year and i did everything that you said to do or everything that should have made me but listen nothing's not guaranteed nothing's not promised and it's really important that in any sporting context you need to know i always say to people a lot of people are talking yeah but it's really important for you to know who you can listen to and who you need to limit on who you listen to and then you need to know who you not to listen to there's different phases it's really important because I've realized that in a lot of my context, I've had a lot of leaders, a lot of managers. And actually, I look back now and I'm like, you man can't tell me nothing. Why? Because you man don't actually look after your, your well-being and your mental health. People say they do, but they don't. So guess what? I'm actively, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that every day is rosy. No. But what I can say is I actively do things 
to ensure that I'm looked after in every walks of life. I actively do things to make sure I'm continuously learning. I actively do stuff to ensure that I'm being the best that I can be. So if you're not doing those three things, I'm sorry, I can't listen to you. And if you are doing some of those things, then I may listen to you, but nowhere to limit. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a really understanding about, okay, when you're being defensive, understanding that it is a coping mechanism, understanding that there's so many things that come from being defensive, dismissive behavior, avoidance behavior, all of these different things. And I can go in depth in each single one, but we'll be here forever because I I probably could do a full talk on this, to be fair. But I'm going to go on to the last one, procrastination. Oh my gosh. You know, when you know you're supposed to do something and this goes for all athletes, this goes for parenting, this goes for every, like every, but I'm going to talk in sporting context. Going down from the college athlete that knows that you're supposed to be doing your college work and you're there procrastinating on the college work. Listen, I tell people all the time, there's two athletes, right? You can decide of whether you want to lead your, let your talent do great things, amazing, you know, talent in terms of playing performance or delivering performance only lasts a certain time. And I really believe in study because study allows you to be the better, be better and be able to bring more than just your performance element so you have to choose on what you want to do and i believe this is true uh, even when you're not a college athlete you can be great and have great delivery but actually your knowledge strengthens your delivery so when we're talking about be the best you can be when we're talking about you know working on your mindset making sure that your mindset is always growing this is what we're talking about procrastination you know you've got to read that book pick up that book you know in the in the world in the context of being overwhelmed in sport looking after your well-being your, your mental health it's important that you are your identity isn't just linked to one thing and linked to into anything because actually what happens is when that changes your identity you struggle to find who that is and that's why i say i'm a lover of life i do loads of different things i speak i mentor i consult and i could do loads more but actually those are the things i do but who i am and it took me a while to really form a new knew who I am but really didn't understand and identify with who I am and that's why I say I'm a lover of life I love things in life like things that you'd probably be looking thinking really this is what we're doing that's quite airy fairy and um, I generally do I love the fact I remember being sick right and I was in bed for about uh two three days oh my gosh the, the I it was just a reminder of be happy that you can get up and run be happy that you can go and work out be happy that you're fortunate to be doing the things that you're able to do and i I genuinely i'm honored to be able to support people i'm honored to be able to speak on on topics that i can speak on so i don't take it for granted i'm always upskilling myself i'm always ensuring that i'm digging deeper i'm always making sure that i'm being better why because i don't take it for granted i don't procrastinate on the things i need to you know, I had a course and I really wanted to finish that. And I had a deadline, had a deadline in truth. I had a deadline from last year, from December. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be done. Things happened and, and, and I had to support some other stuff. So I didn't necessarily meet that deadline. So I was like, you know what? It's like having an extension. I was like, before my birthday. Yep, I've done, finished. My birthday ain't come yet. But it's important for you to stop procrastinating on the things you want. And in a sporting context, sometimes we do. Because sometimes we think that, okay, coach said to do this. I'll do this then. Oh, I've got a couple of days. I'll do it then. Why? Why wait? Why? Even there's an element of procrastination about taking care of your own uh, development. Why you wait until there has been a a barrier, a block, and then you're going to seek support? 
have support around you that is is universal that supports all elements of your life in engaging your own learning and development as an athlete to limit the overwhelm to inform you about communication about mental health about emotions love languages all these things that's gonna essentially be a part of your life inform yourself don't procrastinate on it do it now i always say to people don't wait till you're on your deathbed to start saying i shoulda coulda woulda you know beverly knight said in her song the last words of a fool and it's always stuck with me i don't even know how long how old that song is but just to show you it's always stuck with me so as i said i could go into more depth with with these five and i can definitely give you um more and i'm gonna leave you with four things these are my nuggets you matter mindset is everything your development should be holistic and well-being matters i'm gonna leave you with that this episode was just giving you some insight into performance hindrances or you can call them performance blockers guys as always thank you take care and i'll see you next week